I think that's the promise of the yoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're yoking ourselves to Jesus Christ, and that yoke is is basically symbolic of the intimate relationship that Jesus wants from us, right? Which unlocks the intimate relationship to God the Father. Hey, you're listening to the Follower of One podcast. We want our faith to matter full time, whatever we're doing, but especially at work. Here's today's podcast. Hey everyone, it's Mike Henry with Follower of One, and today my guest is Bob Wilbanks with Ambassadors for Business. Bob, tell everybody hi. Hi everybody, great to meet you all. So, Bob, talk a little bit about you and what Ambassadors for Business is. Well, first off, uh, I I thought you'd be impressed with the y'all. I'm up here in Minnesota. Uh, up in the Twin Cities. But I, I do have roots that take me back down to Texas. Uh, most of my family's from uh, Texas. So I start talking uh, with a Southern accent. You'll know I'm just going back to my roots, uh, okay. being South, uh, being from the South. So, uh, Mike, I, I really like to just start my my story off and my introduction off about just sure. saying, hey, I, most of my life, my adult life, I lived as a miserably safe Christian. And when I say that is, is really what I mean is, yeah, I, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was eight years old. I even got baptized. I, I walked it out like only a kid can do until I was about 15 years old. And then I found girls and sports and I started getting distracted by all the other things of this world. And uh, I graduated from high school, did a little bit of college, uh, but, uh, you know, I was in love and uh uh, ended up uh, finding a career path that I thought was uh, going to take me where I wanted to go. And uh, I jumped into just full-time chasing the American dream. And, uh, you know, it was all about, uh, you know, fast cars and and uh, the house and, and that, you, that you live in, the clothes you wear. Uh, I was just chasing all the things that this yeah. world has to offer. Yeah. And uh, never was really satisfied uh, with that. Uh, I had an alcohol problem, which exacerbated everything. Uh, I, I would have these meteoric rises to the tops of the companies that I would either own or uh, be a part of. Uh, literally was worth millions uh, several different times during my career, uh, only to crash back to earth uh, in, in big flame outs. Uh, and the last one that was really bad, uh, that, that really uh, tore me apart, in my faith was in 97. Uh, I had been through a divorce. Uh, I'd been through uh, two knee injuries already that year. I have sold my payroll company to facilitate the divorce. Uh, I just finished rehabbing my, my knee for that through that second injury. And uh, I slipped and fell. I, I was out celebrating the fact that I got the clean bill of health on my ACL reconstruction oh, and man. ended up slipping and falling. and. When I fell backwards, uh, I pulled my kneecap in half. So I'd half my kneecap and all my quads up by my groin. And I'm laying on the, the pavement in my driveway, looking up in the night sky up here in the in the Twin Cities after a clipper goes through. If anybody's from the north, they know what that looks like. It's just crystal clear, beautiful sky. And I tell God where to go. I literally use the F words, you know, and, and, and just tell them I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm tired of what you're doing to me. I'm tired of what, you know, it's all his fault, right? Yeah. Nothing was my fault at all. 
and uh, I spent the next year of my life just in darkness, pretty much. Um, I, I like to say, you know, I, I kind of look at that picture of that flat earth uh, and the ship that's going off the side of the flat earth. And that's what I was doing. I was sailing my ship of life right off the edge of the edge of the earth. And fortunately, my my wife Barb, uh, I like I said I was divorced. I, this is my my wife now, uh, not my ex. Uh, uh, I met her, and uh, she was like this buoy that was off the side of that ship. And I jumped. <laughs> Praise God for that, because she made me want to be a better man. And little by little, I started to re-embrace my faith, uh, ended up in a church. Uh, actually, God sent church plant pastors that moved in right next door to us. And I got to know them really, really well. Yeah. And this is the, the power of relationship in the Christian community, Mike. Um, you know, I got to know him so well, that, and he got to know me so, so well, he knew what would motivate me. And he asked me uh, one year, he said, Bob, I really think you need to, to read the Bible in a year. You ever done that? And I said, no. He said, I really think you need to do that, Bob. And I said, okay, I'll do it. A year goes by. He said, did you do it? I said, no, I didn't do that. I said, I'm sorry. I just, I just didn't get to it. I've been too busy. He said, well, you really need to do it. I said, okay, I'll do it. Year goes by. He said, did you do it? And I said, no. He goes, Bob, I know why you're not doing it. I said, why is that? He said, because you can't. Well, that's all I needed. I needed to show him I could do it. And Mike, I mean, that started a change in my life that, yeah. I, you know, I've never been the same. Yeah. I, I loved it so much, gaining the insights, uh, uh, reading the Bible cover to cover, what this was really all about. You know, I've gone to church all my life. I knew the stories. I didn't know how they all connected, though. Yeah. And I started doing it year after year, and I did it a bunch of different ways, you know, McShane version and uh, going through it chronologically, uh, and but I still got this problem. I, 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 I'm hot and cold with the alcohol. Uh, you know, again, ups and downs in my life. And finally, in 2012, um, I, I'm a VP of Sales and Marketing for a payroll services company up here in the Twin Cities at that time. And uh, I have three really bad occurrences with uh, just bad situations with alcohol in about a four week period of time. Uh, fortunately, nothing got, I didn't get in trouble legally or anything like that, but I, I went way overboard. The types of situations where you wake up the next day and you wonder, who do I got to apologize to? Mm -hmm. And and did I kill anybody getting home? Because my car's in the driveway and I don't know how it got there. Yeah. Um, so, I just remember I was reading the word that morning. Here I am. I just had a real bad bender on Friday night. Saturday, I was recovering. And Sunday, I'm reading the word. And I just remember thinking, man, my wife didn't get on my case yesterday. I wonder if I finally have her broken into where I could do this anytime I want. It was like the Holy Spirit rose up inside of me, Mike, and just said, no. Wow. It's good that he does that to us sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, I just, Mike, I just broke. I looked up to God. I said, Lord, would you please just take this from me? Yeah. I can't do it on my own. And you know what? 
he did. That's great. He did. I knew right then and there I was healed. I was fine. I didn't need anything else because I had him. And it, it absolutely changed my life from that day forward. Wow. Five seconds later, I'm not kidding you. My wife is walking down the stairs. She comes down, sits down next to me. I mean, five seconds later, she had all, all weekend to do this. And now she comes down right after that happened. And she said, so, how are you doing? I said, I'm done. She goes, done with what? I said, drinking. I said, huh, for how long? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm just done. I said, okay. I'll give you another chance but I'm not going to trust you for a long time. Wow. They said, okay, I deserve that. Thank you. And I love you. And so starts my new life. I start taking my, my faith seriously. I start putting God first in my life. I joined CBMC trusted advisors, Mm -hmm. uh, became, uh, uh, one of their forums groups. So I have peer advisory group with men that are taking their faith seriously and wanting to really, truly, run businesses as Jesus Christ would run them. Uh, so instead of going to the bar to get advice, I'm going to these men, these wise men. I'm, I'm, I'm in a Bible study on Thursday mornings on top of that. Uh, I'm, I'm engaged in my church. Uh, uh, things really start to change. That's cool. And I start feeling this call. Uh, and, and that's what really led me into, you know, where we're at with ambassadors for business now. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you letting me share that and share that story uh, as to how we got there. But, uh, you know, as this whole thing came forth, I really wanted to to connect to the people that were uh, that are lukewarm in their faith. And, and that's what Ambassadors for Business is really meant to do, to connect with people in the marketplace, to help them reach for that next rung on their spiritual growth ladder and really begin to embrace uh, that their their faith and and put God number one in their life, as you say, follower of one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I it uh, I think that's a great story, and and I'm grateful that you shared it. I mean, sometimes those stories are hard to share, but I think it's great because we get to focus on God and what He does and how He uses us. Absolutely, yeah. It's it, you know. The interesting part about it is what really uh, happens to us as we begin to put him first in our life, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the things that I started to do, that that process that we start to go through of sanctification. And I mean, it was a long road, you know. Uh, you know, the first part I did, first couple of years, I was still a VP of sales and marketing for for the payroll services company. Then I uh, left there and started up a consulting business and that went pretty well. And then I was encouraged by the men of CBMC to start ambassadors for business. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, even with that, through that process, I mean, it's been a, a real challenge. Uh, is, you know, there's a lot of month left at the end of the money when you're starting up a marketplace ministry. <laughs> you probably have experienced that yourself. Yes. And, uh, you, you start to question whether or not, you know, this is what God really wants you to do. And the whole time he's just growing you and growing you. Uh, I remember kind of a, put a, put a, a seal on the story. Uh, I was about a year and a half into getting the ministry off the ground. And uh, I had just uh, at the end of April, 2017, we'd, we'd been a nonprofit for about four months. The first year, 2016, 
we were a, a for-profit business trying to, to ramp things up. Uh, but we, we became a nonprofit January 1, 2017. And now we're at the end of April and I'm really struggling. There's not, there's way too much month left at the end of the money. And I spent an entire day just in the word, uh, taking some long walks, listening to the praise music. Mm-hmm. And uh, that night when I went to bed, I hadn't received anything yet, but uh, as I was starting to fall asleep, uh, I, I finally understand what people mean by peace beyond all understanding. Yeah. It was like God just wrapped me in a warm blanket and said, whispered in my ear, you know, I got this. Yeah. And that next morning when I woke up, our, our mission statement at that time was to equip Christians to walk boldly in faith while connecting them to do business together more efficiently and effectively. And uh, I, I'm one of those guys, my eyes flutter and my feet hit the floor and I'm off and running for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that split second is when I heard God speak. He said, Bob, he actually used my name. He said, Bob, it's not to equip, it's equipping. And equipping is an acronym for engage, question, understand, identity, principles, purpose, integrate, network, and grow. I stopped dead in my tracks. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, God, you know, I, I just, I, it's nine letters. It makes sense. I went running downstairs to my my desk to write it down before I forgot it. And that's when the why behind Ambassadors for Business came forth. So as Ambassadors for Business, we're meant to meet people where they're at to help them engage in a more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So they can ask life's big questions and gain the understanding that their identity is in him. Once they get that, they can build their principles on the solid rock and foundation of the Bible discover their true purpose in life, and begin to integrate with society as the salt and light God intended them to be, building out not only their network, but the network for the kingdom and growing in all aspects of their life. So that's why we're here. Up to that point, I'm trying to drive membership. I'm trying to get you know donations. Now all I start focusing on is equipping the people that we meet. Yeah. And everything began to change, and we began to grow and we began to find ways to make ends meet, right, little by little. And I remember I was out with my wife uh, on a Saturday getting some shopping done, put some gas in the car, and I got back in. And, and, and she said, can I tell you something? And, Mike, you, you know what that when your wife does that, you, you kind of have that, uh, I don't know, but, yeah, go ahead, right? Yeah. And uh, she said, I was out yesterday driving around. She, she's a real estate photographer, so she had a bunch of appointments. And she said, I was listening to a program that was talking about what these people would do to keep another person in their life. And there were some great stories, but Bob, I just want you to know, I would die to keep you in my life. Wow. And I said, wow, babe. She goes, I don't think you know it. Four years ago, when I came downstairs and you told me you were quitting drinking, I was coming downstairs to tell you I was leaving you. Wow. And I was so serious about it that I'd been stashing money away for over a year. And it's in a separate account that I've maintained to this day. Bob, I want to put that money back in our account because I trust you. 
Very cool. That's the power of what Jesus Christ can do in a person's life. Yeah. That's the, the impetus that I have and the passion that I have for pouring into other people to let them know you can live a unified life in him and yeah. unlock the peace, the love, the joy, the, the kindness, the goodness, the patience, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the faithfulness and gentleness and self-control that comes from the self, from the fruit of the spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and we can do that uh, as we release all the cares of this world and keep our eyes focused on him. Yes. So very cool. That's the message. Very cool. And you can you can learn more about the whole equipping analogy, the acronym and that on the, their website, which is uh, TAFB.org. Right. What's the word? No, it's, it's, just, you can just go to ambassadorsforbusiness.com. Okay. Uh, that's the easy way. Uh, we, we, we have a short URL, afbnl.com, which it would just be AFB and the NL was for Northland because initially we didn't know we were going to maybe be a global ministry. Like it seems like we're going to be now. Yeah. So that's where you'll find us. Yeah. Yeah. So ambassadorsforbusiness.com. We will have links to several of these things. You mentioned a couple of other resources. I love to plug CBMC is a great organization too. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we're about collaborating out there, Mike. We're so excited about finding follower of one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's my intent. We've got I, I found out about it a week before you started your your latest mission trip. And uh, matter of fact, I think we talked on Thursday of that week. Yes. I think we have three, maybe up to five people from ambassadors from business for business up here on that trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though I only had a couple days to tell some people about it. So uh, we're, we're hoping we can uh, build a tribe from, uh, you know, around the country uh, through Ambassadors for Business. And we actually even formed a group within Follower One for Ambassadors for Business. So join the group, find us online. Membership with Ambassadors for Business is free. There's a lot that comes with it. I'm sure we'll have a chance to unpack that as we continue talking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the next part of what I was going to ask you about now is, there are several things that you guys do on a regular basis. Would you talk about the different ways that people can interact with ambassadors for business? Well, we're really excited because we're ready now to expand across the country, even uh, around the world. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were definitely almost landlocked up here in the Twin Cities. And one of the benefits of being locked up the way we have been is utilizing technology to uh, keep the message going. And we started to realize, hey, we can do a lot of what we're doing up here virtually uh, via Zoom and, and other means, um, Facebook Live and uh, YouTube Live. So we've been uh, working through that uh, and getting everything ready to go on that end. Uh, but, you know, I, I still believe that nothing uh, is as good as when we're having a chance to meet face to face. So uh, while we were doing all that, we built the programs on a learning management system that allows us to train up leaders to lead our Thrive events or our G7 networking groups. So those are the two primary components of AFB where the rubber kind of hits the road in the marketplace. Uh, Thrive events are just Thrive Connecting Faith and Work events. We have keynote speakers come in. Uh, there's 15 to 20 minutes on either side of the keynote where we have fellowship and announcements and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always food and beverage. Now, 
you know, coming back after COVID, we'll probably have bottled water, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, eventually we'll have all the food and beverage back in place. And it's just a great way to, to mix and mingle with others of like, like mind and spirit in the marketplace, get some training on uh, either personal, professional, or spiritual development. Uh, that's the, the, the keynote areas that we focus on. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get a chance to unpack that and just do some uh, fellowship, which leads to networking and so forth with others in the marketplace. Uh, so we up here in the Twin Cities, we have 12 locations uh, uh, that meet once a month. Uh, we also have another one that just uh, launched down in Austin, Texas, and mm -hmm. one that launched in Baldwin, Wisconsin, uh, or is launching in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Uh, but now we can train people up anywhere to run those events. We've uh, pulled the resources together so that you can run most of it via video mm -hmm. feed uh, for the keynotes. Uh, you certainly have the ability to cultivate keynotes in your area. There's plenty of great speakers on leadership, personal development, and spiritual growth that we in our community can usually tap into. Uh, so, you know, if, if you, you want to lead a thrive and you want live speakers, it's not hard to find them, believe me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it really just starts to build that groundswell uh, of awareness about what Ambassadors for Business is doing. Mm -hmm. uh, some benefits for being part of AFB are uh, a Christian business directory that is very robust. It's not just a white page listing. You can put your full description out there, link to your website, you know, photos, images, mm -hmm. video, whatever you want to put out there on your page to tell your story, you can unlimited keywords so you can get found. Uh, and I think especially as COVID-19 unfolded, it, the importance of that type of a directory really became uh, more and more evident to our members yeah. as they were able to cross connect without seeing or meeting each other in person. Yeah. Uh, so it really helped to knit our community together here. And then, uh, you know, we post all kinds of Christian events out there, not just our Thrive in G7. Uh, so anything that's connecting faith and work, it becomes a, uh, the, the site becomes a resource of its own for helping people find what they're looking for. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's Thrive. G7 is, think, it, most people know networking groups. Uh, think of networking groups, but what sets this apart is we put God in the middle of networking. So G7 stands for the seven steps of a G7 uh, meeting. Uh, we have gospel, so a time of prayer mm -hmm. and uh, a you know, short devotional. Uh, then we go to group introductions. That's a second G. Uh, then we grade the group, basically. You know, how are we doing? We want to drive results, so we got to mm -hmm. measure what we want to manage. So how are we doing on referrals, closed business, visitors invited, continuing education, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, recognize your leaders in the group that, that are leading in those areas. Uh, then we put God in the middle. And then I think this is the most important part of the meeting. Uh, it's where the members of the group have a chance to give their testimony. Mm -hmm. Most Christians are not really good at telling their story in short, medium, and long yeah. versions. And this will help them get better at that. And the, the second reason for it is if you've ever been part of a group that everybody, where everybody knows their story, everybody else's stories, yeah. uh, it, you're just knit together in ways that are, you'll, you'll go to battle for those people, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we, we get into grow. There's a 10 minute segment where we do uh, an overview of a personal, professional or spiritual growth topic that leads into deeper training that's available on our learning management system. Uh -huh. uh, and then we get to get and give. 
you know, why we're there is it's networking. So what's my ask? What do I want to get? And after I've heard everybody's gets, who can I help? How can I give? So that's G7 networking. And again, you know, we've got the capability now to train people up to lead that uh, anywhere around the country uh, through the learning management system that we've, we've put together. Uh, so we're really excited about what the future holds and where God's leading this organization. Yeah, very cool. Well, now you just heard it, right? You're Christian in business and you have some interesting connecting with other believers in the business world. Here's a couple of places where you can do that. And at least one of them, they're happy to do virtually. And the other one, you can start figuring out how you start your own G7 group and they'll help you do that as well. So check that out, go to their website and check it out. It's just really cool stuff that Bob's doing. It's interesting because when we met just briefly, just recently, we just have so many things in common. I just want to mobilize people. I'm grateful that you guys have the directory because it's not one of those things that I have the energy to make good, but I think we need a good one. I think we need a good directory of resources and events. So we'll put all of our stuff in there and uh you know help out with that because i don't care how people become better ministers in their workplace i think we pay attention to the people that we're around and ask god to use us in the lives of people he will do it so i'm grateful for the tools absolutely and and i'll just say it right now and here and commit to it you know that the thing that I find really great about what you've done with Follower One is you've got a really solid, almost like curriculum to bring people through this process of living out their faith almost painlessly, right? So how do we how do we get to that point where we're prepared to tell our story to others and let our light shine? And, and really, that's what we've been about since day one with AFB. As I said, it was about connecting with that lukewarm believer. You know, Barna Research was saying at the time that I started this. Over 70% of America identified as Christian, but only little more than 5% were actually living out their, their, their life based on biblical principles. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's, kind of, that's really the definition of lukewarm to me. You know? yeah. And so how do we close that gap? So instead of going out and trying to find others to convert to, to Jesus, we, we were saying, hey, let's activate all those that have already said, yeah, you know, I'm Christian. Well, what does that really mean to you? And how can we help you gain a deeper and deeper and deeper understanding of that and find, you know, if you look at the fruit of the spirit, Mike, if you look at each one of those Mm -hmm. words, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I almost guarantee that everybody out there, if we asked them, getting and kept asking the question, why do you work as hard as you do? Why do you work as hard as you do? But really, why do you work as hard as you do? It's going to come back to one of those words. They're seeking that in their life. Well, guess what? There's a promise right there from Jesus who says, you know, come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you for my burden is light. I am gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. Who Who can't use rest these days, right? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that's what we're all about. And, you know, I I got one quick story on that. This is a very quick one that I think is pretty memorable. I I really got into the yoke when I first started this organization. And that's my life verse. I I kept on looking over if, if, you know, people don't have access to the video. It's my screensaver. I've got the fruit of the spirit up in the sky. 
and I, I've got the verse for Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 down on the bottom, mm -hmm. right? And so that was really my life verse that anchored me through the storm. And I was telling one of my friends about that, and, and he said, Bob, that's, that's really something that you're really camping on that yoke and, and how it's a burden-sharing device that helps you carry more faster. He said, a friend of mine uh, has a client that trains Clydesdale horses out in Europe. Wow. And he said, one Clydesdale horse will pull 8,000 pounds on his own. But two, when you yoke them together, automatically they pull 24,000 pounds, wow. three to one. But that's not where this guy makes his money. He makes his money by training them to build an intimate relationship with one another through that yoke. And when he's done, they pull 32,000 pounds, four to one. Wow. I think that's the promise of the yoke. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're yoking ourselves to Jesus Christ. And that yoke is, is basically the symbolic of the intimate relationship that Jesus wants from us, yeah. right? Which unlocks the intimate relationship to God the Father, yeah. right? The Father God through the Holy Spirit. And then that activates in our life. And all the cares of this world begin to fall away as we focus on him that's why it's light and easy so yeah. praise god i think that's great i think that's a great story too i uh I, I will probably steal that but um i know that's no one will care it's exciting to me though because i think about it too i read a book a long time ago called the third alternative by stephen covey and he was talking about how compromise is the equivalent of one plus one equals one and a half synergy is one plus one equals three where the two come together and create something more valuable than either could have done individually and i see that with the community and the people in the christian community as we start figuring out how we help mobilize god's people my passion was always around trying to get my work time to count I wanted my work life to count for eternity. I didn't want to only be a part-time Christian whenever I could get away from work. So that's, you know, was my motivation for trying to figure out how to do this 24-7. So I think he gives us all these different perspectives and they resonate with different people. And hopefully he's, I get the impression that he's moving a lot of his people to a deeper relationship into making a bigger difference right now. I agree with that. I, have you been seeing a coming together, not only of, of individuals, but I, I see churches, ministries. I mean, it, it just seems to be prevalent within our community of faith. Yes. More ministries. I see, you know, I'm connected to a lot of people that are in the, the ministry world, the kind of parachurch world. Um, but I see it more and more. And I think everybody's we're all being forced a little bit to look because of the, you know, COVID-19 is forcing us all to rethink everything that we do. And right. So yeah, I think up here in the, in the twin cities, you know, we went through COVID-19 and then we had the whole George Floyd incident, yeah. you know, just as we were starting to really come out of uh, our shelters and, and yeah. interact with one another again, that all hit. And, you know, here the, the eyes of the world are on the twin cities and, um, it wasn't a very pretty sight. We downtown Minneapolis is really struggling right now with the business. Uh, only about 15% yeah. of the uh, 
people that come into work downtown are actually going into downtown Minneapolis. It's it's almost like a ghost town down there. Wow. And which is forcing many of the businesses that relied on the 160,000 that came in and into downtown Minneapolis uh, on a, a daily basis to close up. They they, wow. they don't have any business to do. Uh, and many of them are saying they don't have any interest in coming back. So we're wondering what's really going to happen uh, with our community. And through all that, we've been looking at it as a Christian community up here. You know, how do we make a difference? How do we how do we set an example, not only for here, but the rest of the world yeah. and, and, and how we, we react to this? And we, we've basically been working on this thing called Thrive Common Ground. I really believe that, yeah. you know, we as people of faith can lead the way in this uh, by finding our way through uh, the, the seeds of absolute truth that are found in the word of God uh, and coming in under this uh, yoke of Jesus Christ and saying, you know, we have to be able to find things that we agree upon if we are Christians, mm -hmm. right? We don't have to agree on everything theologically, but there are some core points <laughs> that are undeniable that yeah. we should be able to find common ground. And let's start there. And then let's let's have dialogue that helps us understand one another. Yeah. And what our you know ethnic roots are and our 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 you know how we came up and grew up. Uh, you know, what, what, where do we get the, these thoughts and emotions embedded in our lives? And how can we start to release those into the rest of our Christian brothers and sisters uh, and, and find that common ground where we can truly cement ourselves together with God in the middle? Uh -huh. So we're trying to do that um, up here. We've, we've had one event so far and uh we're, we're planning our next one for August and, you know, we'll keep you posted on how those. Yeah, go. I would. I think, I think that's something that we're all trying to figure out that as well. What role does God have for us to do in all of these things that are going on? And so I think that's key. I want to remind everybody who's listening to us about ambassadorsforbusiness.com. Check out their Thrive groups, the G7 stuff and everything that Bob's doing. We'll have links to all this in the show notes. I always kind of point down, but it's not always below there. So, or you can reply or comment back and I can put you in touch. So I wanted to ask you one other question, just kind of as a parting thing. So what do you tell somebody who's listening to this podcast and they're here because they want their faith and their time at work to work together, to be integrated, like you talk about in equipping. So what's your kind of tip or something that you would give to people who are listening to the podcast about how we integrate our faith and work and make a difference? Now, you remember back at the beginning of my story in 97, I said I, I used the F words to tell God where to go, you know, and uh, what a what a horrible thing that is, you know, to even think about that. Makes me sick to think that that's where it was. But he gave me something called F words uh, to, to share with people. So these are the F words. I think it starts with building a foundation built on truth. And that comes from the word of God. It's a three-legged stool, word of God, small group that holds you accountable and keeps you encouraged and being involved in your local church. That forms a three-legged stool that gives you the stability that you need to find your focus, the next F word, which yeah. brings you, you know, your call, your mission, your vision for your life and where you're heading. And once you receive that, now you can work on your filter. And that's really coming from Romans 12 too, retraining our mind. Yeah. We're making thirty-five to 50,000 decisions a day up here, right? Yeah. 
if we don't retrain our mind to make the right decisions the right way, we're lost. So my filter is set up so that it's faith first, my family second, and then the rest of the F words of life that get jumbled up down underneath that can be in any order they want to be at for the season that I'm in. Yeah. Could be finance, could be fitness, could be fun, friends, food. It goes on and on and on, right? All these F words. But I'm a bag of flesh, so I always end up getting that mixed up. You know, yeah. maybe it's a tough month and I'm worried about making the house payment and all of a sudden finance is in front of my faith, right? Yeah. I got to get back to this framework adjustment. That's the last F where it, that's the time that you got to take and remind yourself, I got to be in the word. I need to lean into my small group. I should be involved in my church. What's my real focus in life? How am I supposed to be making my decisions? Oh, that's right. Faith first, family second. I'll get this back in alignment and I can find that fruit of the spirit, the freedom that comes from being, uh, from keeping my eyes on him. Very cool. Thank you very much. I, I love people like you who think in, in these kind of presentation models too. That's great. Thanks very much. <laughs> I appreciate the time today, Mike. It's been a blast. Hey, same here. For uh, Thank you for taking part in doing this. I'm grateful for you. And I want to challenge everybody who's listening to this podcast, do something with this. Today, there's an action item for you. Whatever it is, whatever God's telling you to do out of this podcast, take some action. Don't write it off and don't tell the voice no, because you may be telling God no. Uh, check out the Follower of One podcast, other podcasts, share all this stuff, and definitely go to ambassadorsforbusiness.com. It's ambassadorsforbusiness.com, correct, Bob? That is correct. Ambassadorsforbusiness.com. Find that centered life. Quit chasing the uh, uh, life balance wheel that the world's trying to sell yeah. you. Quit compartmentalizing your life. Focus on that little dot in the middle that represents God in your life and grow that and watch him fill your life from the inside out. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking part in this. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you very much. Hey, you've been listening to the Follower of One podcast. Follower of One is an online community of people who intentionally follow Jesus every day at work or wherever we are. Join us at community.followerofone.org. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it in your various social media channels. Thanks for listening.